0: On front page with me this morning, Zurairi A.R., Assistant News Editor at the Malay Mail and Ira Azhari, Coordinator for the Democracy and Governments Unit in Ideas. Good morning, folks. Hi, Hi good morning, morning, Shaz. Morning. Okay, so the YB CiteCiteX meeting with Clio International has caused tongues to wag. Uh, why is the Minister of Youth and uh, Sports working together with a company that is only one week old? And Zurairi, I know you mm-hmm. you wrote this piece <laughs> in the Malay Mail, so tell us a little A bit more about it.
1: Yeah, well, I guess that's a question for the minister, isn't it? Like, I guess the question in the beginning has always been, how did this mysterious lady whose (laughs) Instagram just started a couple of days ago suddenly has got an access uh, to the minister? Right. So, I guess that's that's the question uh, since the beginning. And I think the more that we uh, dig up on her company, uh, the more dodgy it seems. I guess. Right.
0: (laughs) What role do they play in this partnership?
1: Well, uh, all this information uh, we got from uh, the parent company of Orange Esports, which is uh, one of the esports uh, company in Malaysia. Well, they said that uh, Clio International is actually the project lead of uh, a so-called Youth initiative So oh, okay. uh, What what we assume <laughs> From what they've told us Is that There is a youth initiative And okay. one pillar Of the initiative uh, Is esports Where Orange comes in mm, So mm-hmm. It's a bigger question Then I mean How how did Clio International Has the clout Of uh, trying to do A youth initiative And just s- Just strolling Into the minister's mm. office Like it was her So yeah.
2: it seems like there was no tender no nothing you no,
1: know I I don't think it, it's a done deal yet mm. I think they're just pitching it right now right. but I think just pitching it is already hard enough for a lot I mean we yeah. we we know that uh, for example our national team for Overwatch one of the video games had to bow up because they couldn't even get uh, a meeting with the mm. uh, ministry to get funding and That's and right. this <laughs> you know, yeah. It's a one-week-old <laughs> company. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, now,
0: I understand there's a background in transports and logistics. What does this have to do with esports? Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: this is this is my take. I mean, of course, we have to verify it. We have we have not verified it because we haven't got any response from the company. Well, as you may know, Clear International has only changed its name last week. So, what what we assume is that. It was originally a different company which was Mid-East Peak that was doing transport and logistics and import-exports and mm. I'm assuming that it it got put over or there's a deal somewhere for it to be converted into this Clear International and I guess they just haven't uh, updated the details in the company's commission. But right. But mm. again, you know, it's still the same question. I mean, it's one-week-old company. What are you doing? <laughs>
0: okay, I guess yeah. we'll continue to, you know, observe this uh, mm. story as it develops, as they <laughs> say in the news. <laughs> Coming up, uh, uh, Malaysian tech startups are leaving for Singapore and Australia in order to grow. We'll be discussing that one next. On front page with me this morning, uh, Aira Azhari, researcher at Ideas and Zurairi AR, assistant news editor at the Malay Mail. Now, uh, Malaysian tech startups are leaving for Singapore and Australia in order to grow. Some of the reasons given are poor response and strict rules um, for local tech startups to grow and to get capital funding. This is according to the Malaysian Reserve. And that was the report that was released yesterday. Is Malaysia's incentive for tech startups, not good enough for these companies to stay here and grow. Mm,
2: I think the 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 news reported that many of these tech startups feel like um, there are too many uh, red tapes to to go through, too many rules and regulations. And I think this is a common uh, complaint. I think that we hear from SMEs from startups in Malaysia and. I think, you know, that might be the main reason why they feel that Malaysia is not the best place for them to to continue. Which is curious because if... I think in the news yesterday um, the World Bank's ease of doing business index results just came out and Malaysia's our results actually improved to 12th place from like 15 or 16 previously Mm -hmm. which kind of doesn't jive into the complaints that many of these SMEs and tech startups are are giving us so I don't know I don't know whether the the ease of doing business index is not kind of measuring the things that are impairing these tech startups but I think you know it's it's a common it's, it's been a common complaint and I think another reason also probably might be that the environment in general is just not conducive, I think, for... Would you say it's not dynamic enough? It's not dynamic enough for sort of the younger kind of entrepreneurs um, and, you know, the market might be too flooded by too many um, of the old guard, you know, and, and right. that makes it just not a palatable kind of environment for these... Startups, interesting. Yeah,
1: yeah t- I mean, talking about uh, ease of doing business, right? I mean, y- it was reported that they're going away to Singapore, right? So mm. well, Singapore is second. Singapore is second, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. of, of course, it's easier doing business there. Yeah,
0: but what can we do to increase investor confidence for Malaysian tech startups so that they can remain here in the country and you know grow? Mm.
2: I think, it's, I think it's, it's two questions, right? So firstly, I think the Malaysian sort of business environment in general needs to be a lot more receptive to these companies but also a lot more willing to take the risk to invest um, in these companies because another complaint was that, you know, Malaysian investors tend to feel that a proven track record mm-hmm. is uh, more important when investing in a company. Mm. So, you know, I mean, the, the, the whole point of startups is that, you know, it's a high, very high risk thing. It's a high risk, high return, right? So I think there needs to be that kind of um, very courageous risk-taking and also you know the the whole business environment in general just needs to needs to be better right in Singapore as Zerari mentioned it's like number two and it takes like what two or three days or something like that to register a business Mm -hmm. as opposed to in Malaysia or in uh, many other countries
0: okay when we come back we'll take a look at Datuk Sri Anwar saying that the Pakatan Council will be deciding PM's term that's next And on front page with me this morning from Malay Mail, I've got Azurairi AR and from Ideas, Ira Azhari. It looks like Datuk Sri Anwar Ibrahim has said that Pakatan Harpan Leadership Council will decide whether or not he is to replace Prime Minister Tun Dr. Mahathir Mohamad mid-term. This after asked to comment on his deputy's uh, remarks in support of Tun Dr. Mahathir serving out a full term. I mean, there are so many things we could be talking about, Mm. but it seems that we could Coming back to the transfer uh, of this premiership why are we still talking about this <laughs>
1: Because it makes good drama
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah I mean I mean news wise I think uh, actually a lot of the questions uh, regarding this premiership has come from a foreign press. Um, Mm. I mean, every chance they get an interview with Anwar, they show us one. And this
0: is why we keep hearing about (laughs) it. (laughs) Yes. Uh,
1: For example, I mean, just earlier this week, uh, Anwar had an interview with Turkey's TRT. Well, it's the same exact question that they Mm. asked. So yeah, that's why we keep hearing about it. Um, Yeah, I mean, when someone reported about it, I mean, local outfits, I mean, naturally will pick up one and that's Mm -hmm. why we keep hearing about it. But another thing is because up until now, we do not have a clear... Succession plan, and I think uh, Doctor Madi intentionally leaves it so, so he gives yeah. him more breathing room, you know, not not to be too yeah. forced to work until a certain timeline. Uh, but but I think Anwar he's fine with it. It's just his supporters that are yes. for him to take over.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's 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 two sides to it. I see, right? because I think this is just this question that they've just never settled ever since. PH one, And then there was This so-called Gentleman's Agreement That uh, He will hand over power And then now You know Everyone's changing Their mind But I do think That it's also The the, the camps the, There's the Anwar camp And then the Azmin camp And then the, the Mahade camps mm. uh, That's uh, All of them Are just tussling For you know Their leader to, to get this position Well
0: speaking of leadership I mean If they're leaving it To the Pakatan Harpan Leadership Council Isn't Tun The head of that council So would this not Be a non-starter
2: well, that's the thing. I mean, if if, if you're looking at, at it that way, then it does make sense that Toon should finish his term, except that the, the condition that was set When uh, You know They formed the uh, PH and then Mahathir to lead it Was that He would only stay For two years And then they they Made this knowledge Public Everyone knows About it So you know It's natural I think That Mm -hmm. that people Would be asking The question At this stage Right So they kind of Got themselves Into it (laughs) By you know Telling everyone That we made This agreement Yeah Yeah
1: Mm -hmm. I mean They should have Just said you know Anwar will be next But Not when. Yes, (laughs) yes, exactly.
0: All right. Well, the transport ministry is looking at new concepts in public transportation, including e-hailing buses. I wonder how that would work. We'll be discussing that next. On Front Page. With me this morning, Zurairi A.R. from the Malay Mail and Ira Azhari from Ideas. And Transport Minister Anthony Loke is looking at new concepts in public transport, including e-hailing buses. (laughs) My question is, I mean, they can't even properly regulate e-hailing cars. We're having so many issues right now with drivers and passengers complaining. Why are they looking at e-hailing buses?
2: Yeah, I think it's quite a strange proposal. I mean, the big issue with our public transportation is the last mile connectivity, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. It's so hard for people to get to LRT or MRT stations and you need to park your car and all these things. So, why not you focus on how buses can improve the last mile connectivity instead of saying, oh, buses should send people straight to their houses instead of to bus stops. That which, is going to work. Which doesn't make sense because buses are not supposed to park in front of your house yeah. um, to drop you off, right? So, I think it's a very strange proposal and well, I'm going I'm
1: going to be contrary here I mean <laughs> uh, hailing buses is actually not new electronic really? electronic <laughs> maybe uh, I mean this is it's a concept called demand responsive transport and and it's been around in a lot of countries for example in the UK where you can ring uh, the company and they will send like a minibus uh, hmm. to, to to certain uh, roads to to pick you up so it it actually serves uh roads which are not the main roads. So you have smaller buses, you can go inside the neighborhood, uh pick people up and then I mean drop but them you, off.
0: But you have to call them. Yeah, mm. you yes, have to order exactly,
1: them. Exactly. So they can plan where to go. But why would you pick. call the
2: bus and not a car? Yeah, and, and how order, would that like be different than or just or getting a, a, a taxi? Yeah. <laughs> true,
0: true. <laughs> yeah. It, it it may be cheaper. Yeah,
1: yeah. it might yeah, be cheaper. I mean yeah. the the price is the only difference. But, t- but, t- but I it. think the problem here is that the, the electronic part mm. That may drive costs yeah. up Because mm-hmm. uh, I mean It may increase efficiency Because you know When your bus is going to come The bus company Will know For sure If it's just If it's actually a passenger And not someone just trolling But At the same time To set up that system Is going to take a lot of cost oh, yeah. So uh, You have two choices I, Either leave it to the enterprises to do mm. or, or The government should do it mm-hmm. uh, Themselves But Whatever it is It has to be transparent yeah. It has to be competitive Yeah it, It's a good idea But but again <laughs> <laughs> I think for now I think it would be better To make the buses More efficient Oh make absolutely be- Better yeah. bus stops I can't
0: <laughs> imagine That for the bus company This would be Very lucrative For them To explore Yeah yeah, Which is why mo- <laughs> mm. in,
1: in most places On-demand buses Are being run By either local councils mm. Or you Because know, the it's government. not profitable Yeah, yeah.
0: Alright yeah. Well definitely Interested to see What develops From this uh, headline Well coming up Dr. Hugh Quan Yao Has resigned as the Chief Executive Officer of the Malaysia-China Business Council, over his role in the comic book controversy. We'll be taking a look at that one next. And on front page with me this morning from Malay Mail Assistant News Editor, Zurairi AR, and from Ideas, a researcher and coordinator for the Democracy and Governance Unit, we have Ira Azhari. Now, it looks like Dr. Hugh Kwan Yao has resigned as the CEO of the Malaysia China Business Council over his role in the comic book controversy uh, called Belt and Road Initiative. Um, You know, was it right for the Home Ministry to ban the comic book? I know cartoonist political cartoonist Zunar Mm. said that though he didn't agree with the contents of the book, he felt that you know it shouldn't have been banned. Your thoughts?
2: I mean, I agree with Zunar. Um, Actually, he spoke at an Ideas Conference last week, and you know, he said the same thing. If you don't agree with Something. Doesn't necessarily, it should be banned. Although I do think the distribution in schools probably should be controlled because. I think government needs to have some kind of control over what kind of stuff that goes in government schools. But I don't think it should be banned outright. I mm-hmm. mean the whole ministry has been banning things for a long time and I think generally that practice
1: should stop. Because right.
2: I mean it's a slippery slope and if they start banning this then they can start banning other
1: things. Your thoughts, Ray. Here's the thing the authorities have no idea what is wrong with the book. The IGP has said I mean they've called people in for interview, but they still don't know mm. what the exact offense that they're committing. Mm-hmm. The only thing Communist says, you know, it, because it's promoting communism and socialism. First of all, <laughs> socialism, come on how is that a dirty word in 2019? I mean, <laughs> we, we have, have a socialist yeah, party and <laughs> communism. I mean, you know, Karl Marx is being sold at yeah. bookshops. I mean, yeah, in, anyone can in, read it in terms of content. Yeah. There are a lot more worse books being sold yeah. in our bookstores, okay? Like racist, <laughs> bigoted stuff, you know, like yeah. anti semitism, <laughs> semi pornography. <yeah. Yeah. laughs> it's a lot of much well, worse well, books. Here's
0: the thing you know, when I was in school back in the day, uh, we couldn't even bring comics to school for mm. whatever reason, they were <laughs> confiscated for I mean what is a policy for any printed material to be vetted and then distributed in school do you have any idea how this works no, to, to, to be mm-hmm. honest, how did I he get his comics yeah, into these yeah, schools to, to be honest I yeah. don't know because that's the big mystery yeah,
1: education minister Masli has said that I mean the, the distribution contravened law but he didn't exactly say why mm. the same the same with so we're trying to figure out what, what is the exact laws or regulations uh, under mm. the ministry of education that regulates the distribution because for all you know all this while People have been Sending yeah. all sorts Of books And he has exactly. never Made news Because Datuk Najib Razak Hasn't made any fuss About it And linked mm-hmm. it to DAP So you know him right. yeah.
0: resigning As CEO of the Malaysia China Business Council Do you feel that was The right move for him?
1: Well, I mean, Someone has to you know, <laughs> Someone has fall, to take so <laughs> The blame <laughs> I mean the council Is having in the first place I mean Well that is the impetus Towards You mm-hmm. know The production of this book So Well you, yeah. you cannot blame him.
0: Alright yeah. Well uh, thank you folks For joining us this morning t- For the front page uh, News and headlines <laughs> Okay Thanks Always for having me
1: Always a pleasure